Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Tivakai. Our guest today is April Holmes. April, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you so much, Christopher, for having me. So April is an executive coach, a best-selling author, an athlete, an Olympian. Was it correct? Paralympian. Paralympian. Awesome. And she's all about leadership consulting. So April, talk to us about your passion for, for, for sports. I have been involved in athletics since I was about five years old. My mother got me involved in everything imaginable from athletics to piano to ballet to probably basket weaving if they, if they had it around. <laughs> <laughs> because she always believed that if you keep kids busy, they would stay out of trouble. And so I found a love and, and passion for, for athletics and been running since I was, like I said, about five years old. I was very fortunate to get a, a track scholarship to Norfolk State University in Virginia and ran there. Um, and, and loved it. I mean, really loved being able to travel all around, being able to meet people from many different uh, areas and things and have friends all over the country. You know, that's what track and field does for you. Uh, but I, um, not long after college, I had graduated from, from Norfolk State and went on and, and uh, was, was working at a telecommunications company. And when I was working there, I'm just like, I, I feel like my career is incomplete. Like, I, I, I feel like I need a job maybe differently in sports or either entertainment. Like that was literally my prayer every day, Christopher. Like I wanted a job <laughs> in sports or either entertainment, somewhere where I could travel, somewhere I can meet people all the time. And I, I mean, that was my prayer every day. And um, in 2001, I was involved in a train accident. Uh, my boyfriend and I were in Philadelphia traveling um, to New York at the time. And I happened to be the last person to get ready to get on the train. And as I got ready to get on the train, a driver moved the train. Uh, wow. I ended up slipping and falling. I fell underneath of the uh, platform and the train wow. was actually crushing my leg. Wow. And um, I woke up several hours later in, in the, in the uh, hospital. And that's when I learned that my, uh, my left leg below my knee had been amputated. So wow. you can imagine the devastation of, you know, here I am, have been an athlete all my life, running all my life, playing basketball all my life. And then at the age of 27, I get into an accident and, and lose my leg. So I, I, that was literally the first question out of my mouth to my cousin that, that evening. I said to her, you know, you, you mean to tell me I'll never be able to run or play basketball again? Um, wow. So, I mean, that to me was devastation. But I, 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 learned, I quickly learned that, you know, my leg was never going to grow back. I, I didn't have time to have a pity party. For, I don't want to have a pity party standing over top of me. And I literally uh, came up with three dreams. About, about two weeks later after my accident, I, I laid in the bed and I came up with three dreams. And those dreams were that I wanted to represent the United States at the next Paralympic Games. I wanted to be the fastest amputee in the world, and I wanted to win gold medals. And so I literally, like, put my head down. I gave rehab everything I had. Um, I contacted some of my old coaches. I mean, you name it, I did it. I, I just pulled upon my, my resources from, from earlier years in my life. And um, I, I got it done. You know, I, I, I worked hard. Um, before 2001, I was back on, I mean, sorry, 2002, I was back on the track. Um, and within a couple of years, I was, at, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was at the next, I was at the 2000. So I've now uh, competed in four Paralympic Games. So 2004 in Athens, 2008 in China, 2009 in, uh, I'm sorry, 12 in London, and then 2016 in Rio. Wow, wow, wow. You know, your story is so powerful because it's one of persistence. And what I'm curious about is, where did that vision and tenacity come from? Meaning a lot of us will go through struggles, whether it's loss of a, of a family member, loss of a job, in your case, literally a loss of a limb. 
where did that come from? Is it something that is taught? Is it something you can share with our guests in terms of, you know, was it a mentor of yours? Was it a book you read? Or is it just you feel that it was just your own innate ability? Because that's something that's so important for people to know and understand. How can they be like you relative to that sense of, you know what, I'm not going to have a pity party. Like, what is that? How did you have that sense of awareness? I believe that um, I, I believe first thing first first and foremost it, it, it's God, um, you know having having faith in in something you know having faith in someone, um, having faith in your even in yourself in in that regard. But I believe that also that athletics teaches people um, things that sometimes you discount the things that you learn from athletics. So you know if if you're um, competing, so so hard work comes. You know you learn hard work, you learn teamwork. So that's very important in a corporate environment. Like okay, I know how to I know how to work well well with others. Um, like I said to you, I had to call on some resources, some people. I had to network yeah. uh, to find people to help me achieve my dream. But also you know in athletics you get knocked down, and you know some sports it's it's part of the sport to be knocked down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and others it's you know you lose in, in every sport you lose. Like there's always I mean you you will always lose, um, and sometimes you'll lose more than you win. And yeah. so if you keep if you keep hanging on to the I lost, then you'll be a loser. However, if you rebound and say, okay, I may have lost yesterday. I may have lost my job. I may have lost my spouse. I may have lost my child. I may have lost my leg in my case. Yeah. Um, however, if I wake up tomorrow morning and I now have a winning attitude and I forget about one, what I lost, but two, what I'm trying to achieve and what I'm trying to win, then my direction is now pointed positive as opposed to the negative that I lost on yesterday. That is so important for us to hear because, again, a lot of us have gone through some struggles, but you are a great example of that where you've achieved such great success. Now, from that success, is that how you pivoted to be an executive coach or were you doing that already? I see that you've written a book. So talk, talk to us about your, your book that you wrote. So I was uh, all the all the years that I've been a Paralympic athlete, I, I've done a, a ton of speaking engagements. I mean, I, I've been all over the world doing speaking engagements. And so people would always ask me, hey, can you put this in a book? Hey, where's your book? Hey, I would like to buy your book. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have a book and please stop asking. Because <laughs> That's real smart, story. April. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's funny because it's, so all of my friends are like in, in family members and some of the people that are on my board at my foundation, they have continually like, April, how many more times are people going to ask you about this book and you don't have a book? And I'm like, okay. So I got together. Um, with a group of people and we, we, we came together and wrote a book with uh, Brian Tracy and everyone had a chapter in a book and you know, it, it was, it was great, um, great experience, but there's not, it's, it's actually, uh, we keep editing, editing the book that I, that is just, you know, just my life. Um, but I, I have so much, I feel like I, I enjoy people so much that I don't just want somebody in some random corner of the world to read my book. I would rather stand on the stage and, and talk to that, these people, I guess, I don't know, and do podcasts such as yours, Christopher. I mean, just, just things like that. I, I feel like, I don't know, I keep feeling like my life keeps evolving. And people are like, well, write a different book. And, and then after that book is done, write another book and write another. I'm yeah, like, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing about books, April, and, and this is for everyone, by the way, that's listening as well. So I wrote my first book 19 years ago. And one of the great things about writing a book, it's like you're putting your thoughts on paper. And there's something very, very powerful and more importantly, personal. Because we can clearly hear your passion. We can clearly hear your voice, April. But when you're in your home by yourself on your couch, you open up a physical book, not just a Kindle. That could work, but a physical book. And you literally have a relationship with the person that's writing the book. 
you know, and that's for me something that I'm so grateful for because I've written five. But for you, April, the easiest way is literally just to transcribe your words into a book. You know, so you record yourself. Now, the technology is, is always a hit or miss, but if you record yourself and transcribe that, then you literally already have your book in, 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 in its setting, you know? So like Dr. King, we talked about him earlier. I always talk about how Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech was only five minutes long and people often are shocked, right? So I read Dr. King's autobiography, but actually it was just transcripts of his speeches. And so yes. his actual book are transcripts. But what I'm saying for you is you have such a powerful story, April, that I absolutely believe that your book is already in you because you literally, if you just took 10 of your speeches, hire someone to transcribe that, that's your book. And so that's- No, no, it, oh, I already ahead. had, the, the book's already done, Christopher. It's already- Oh, sitting, my bad, my, I'm sorry. It's, it's already sitting on my laptop. It's, it's, oh. it's something that we've, we, we've gone back and forth and edited over and over. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, okay. It's, it's there, it's done, it's just not printed and it's not out Oh, okay, yet. got it, got it, okay. So yeah. for so the guests, totally just done. make sure, you know, in April's case, she's already done it. For our guests, just make sure that there's no excuses to write a book because it's awesome. In April's <laughs> case, you know, she has so many people that have asked her. And it's, it, that's, it's so for our guests also to know this, people always ask me, April, so what kind of business can I create? Where can I help people? I'm like, well, if people keep asking for something, then that's where you know. Like I wrote, You're right. wrote a book on networking because people yes. have asked me. I created a program to help people become paid speakers because people ask me. And in your case, April, you know, so April also has a, a unique She's in a unique position because she's already succeeded, right? But for the guests that have not perhaps achieved a, a medal or are not Olympians yet, but that's why you have someone like April to guide you through that, you know? So I want to be really clear with our guests. Please don't be intimidated by what April has done, but also be inspired by her as I am. So just I want to be really clear for our guests because, you know, everyone can hear your story, April, get amped up, but they might think, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Well, she literally had one of her limbs lost, but here she is now encouraging you. So talk to us about your coaching now, because you said you're an executive coach. Do you work with, you know, CEOs or entrepreneurs? Like, tell us who you work with and how you help them. So the who um, is, is, is specifically is something that I can. I believe in uh, confidentiality to my clients. Okay. No, you, you don't have to um, say, like, the yes, name, but, so, like, are they, you know, yeah. So I have, I have a, a wide range of clients. I have uh, a bunch of them that are athletes, uh, a couple that are CEOs, and a couple that are just, you know, entrepreneurs kind of in their own startup lane. And you mentioned something that was very, very important, uh, Christopher, something that I learned in athletics. So I, I held for the, lo the longest time, for many, many years, I held the 100-meter uh, uh, world record. And one of the things that we talk about in, um, in athletics and track and field is to stay in your lane. So when you talked about being intimidated by looking at someone else, well, if you stayed in your own lane in life, um, and you ran your own race uh, to your own strengths and tried to focus on your strengths and, and tried to, trying to strengthen your weaknesses, then you really don't have time to pay attention to someone else in their, in their lane. So the entire time that you're running, if you stop and pay attention to someone in their lane, then you have automatically lost the race. So we can't be intimidated. Instead, let's, let's find a way to be motivated by, what, by other folks that we see versus intimidated. Motivated means you're going to make me run faster. Intimidated means I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and pay attention to you. And so, so therefore, I'm not running my own race in life. So Absolutely. one of the things I, I, I press upon my clients all the time is, is always, we, we frequently ask these two questions, uh, two, two word questions. It's like the why not? You know, if you say you can't do something, why not? You know, why can't you do it? Why, why, why not you? Um, those type of things. So, you know, uh, it's so important that we focus on our why nots. 
um, because we often will tell ourselves, okay, we can't do something. Well, why not? And why not? And why not? And why not? And you'll see people start to either one, get frustrated because you keep asking why not, because they want to keep going down this deep hole sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. And the more and more you say, why not? They're like, would you stop it? I'm trying to go down the hole and you're not letting me. I'm trying to dig a hole for myself and you want me to stay on solid ground. And you want me to rise above this occasion in my life. And, and so and that's the beauty of your message, Abel, because none of us as human beings are supposed to be on the ground eating dirt. We're supposed to be standing up strong absolutely know, to, to really literally live our dreams so sure. Abel, thanks so much for your motivation and your empowerment and really your clarity and thoughts so how can our guests stay in touch with you and learn more about your services so i'm on linkedin i'm i am on uh i'm on facebook i'm i have aprilhomes.com you can cl connect through all of the social media channels that way but christopher i am so excited about this startup that i've, I've been uh, working on lately, but I mean, you'll learn more and more about it as time goes on, but I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really in a place that I believe it's, it's my purpose to help change the world. And so I've been working on that also. Um, well, just please share with our guests one little teaser about your startup. What, what is it startup about? One little teaser. Let's see which one little teaser I can tell you. So as an athlete, people always said to me, can you talk to my kid about something? So that's my one little teaser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, please reach out to April Holmes and learn more about not just her startup, but about her coaching, her book, and her life. Thanks so much, April, for your time. Thank you, Christopher. Appreciate you.